beginning retreat together and in the talk that we are receiving we would like to speak about the, the retreat <coughs> the dynamics of our existence seem to be very much one in which we find ourselves caught in all the events happening around us. As we look at our life, our everyday life, and we see and experience the diversity of it, the countless number of interests that we have, the countless number of things that we would like to do and to, and to explore. And it seems that the world is <coughs> full of endless opportunity. If only we had time to do it all. At times we feel we take upon ourselves far too much and we usually get caught up in this rather unfortunate cycle of immense activity, getting, getting burnt out, picking ourselves up again, so to speak, starting off again, getting burnt out, picking ourselves up. And it becomes a feature of one's existence the meditation retreat amongst the different possibilities offers the opportunity to look at whether or not we are caught in that cycle another kind of feature of our our life is living one's day to day being reasonably in touch with it, doing what's necessary, having that necess those necessary periods for leisure, for pleasure, for, for relaxation, having a reasonably good working situation, home life, and communication with one's family, friends, and so forth, and all in all, bearing the the mark, the, the characteristics of an individual who is reasonably well grounded, reasonably happy, and who outwardly is liked, is popular, is acknowledged, is accepted, and yet inwardly knowing that some way or other, something's really lacking. And yet the, the force of circumstances of one's life, the, the necessary responsibilities, social, economic responsibilities, responsibilities to one's loved one, seem to be such that that, coupled with this the necessity of leisure in life 
prevent one from that stepping back from one day-to-day responsibility to seeing, well, is there any more to existence? And it's just in the course of one's everyday life that sometimes one gets the, the information inside of oneself, an intu- intuition, a vague, vague apprehension of something a little bit more to life than what's at one's fingertips. And it's rather unfortunate if we live our life and we never allow, we never permit that that sense of something other to actually come through. So in other words, we can live our life very unskillfully and with confusion and and in a frantic way and under stress. We can also live our life skillfully manage our personal and particular affairs well, be reasonably calm, steady, reliable person. Yet whether we living are living unskillfully or skillfully, it's not enough. A meditation retreat is certainly at a deeper level offering the possibility of making a small attempt towards making something else available, accessible. And so, the reason for our being here, amongst the many motives which bring you and I into this situation and looking around, most of you know the the place extremely well, (laughs) (laughs) and will continue to do so, that in coming into this uh, situation, One may say in regard that there are stepping stones from looking at the unskillfulness which we perpetuate in our daily life, recognizing and acknowledging and appreciating the expressions of skillfulness. And part of the process of change is about that, of course, but it must go further than that. It must go deeper. To go further, it must go (coughs) deeper than that. And so, coming into this situation here is a certain stepping back of movement away from what we are familiar with. Every one of us. That's what a retreat is. 
we, re- we are retreating, not backpedaling, <laughs> retreating from the situations which make up the course of our everyday life. That retreating from provides, obviously, a certain space from the, the ordinary day-to-day existence. In creating a certain space from something, we are able, hopefully, to look at that, be a little bit more clear about that, so that we can, as a part of the process, transform some of the unskillfulness and become more clear and therefore more skillful. And if one is meditating properly, properly means looking, if one is meditating properly, it will become apparent during the day that you and I are here, (coughs) where in our life we are living unskillfully. Whether that is for you as a person who has just arrived here today or a couple of days ago, whether you are one of the meditators who has been here for quite some time. We can be obviously just as unskillful here as anywhere. So, so our meditation practice will, when engaged in properly, that's conscientiously, purposefully, will expose to us our unskillfulness of speech in life, our unskillfulness in communication, our unskillfulness in action, our unskillfulness in the way we do things. That may happen today, tonight, tomorrow, or you may have a nice clear beginning and find one face to face with it later on. That we don't know. <coughs> and also the, there is coming to seeing and in that uh, creating a, a space, learning to be more skillful and developing that. Skillfulness in sitting, skillfulness in walking, skillfulness in in, uh, mindfulness, in grounding oneself, skillfulness in developing calmness of being and relaxation, skillfulness in able to look at something unwaveringly, without fear, without avoidance. So we're developing a skillfulness in life via the meditation. And all of that practice, and it's a practice, and all of the energy which is involved in that practice is not an end in itself, but merely a preparation. It's a development of the mind to bring our mind, our state of consciousness, into the maximum receptivity to something other than what is familiar.
So this care and application of skillfulness, skillful means is such that it has as a progressive path a bringing about inside of ourselves a reduction in some of the swings of the mind which create imbalance in our mind. One of the simple ways that that uh, shows itself. <coughs> one has been here before if one has engaged in meditation practice and one may still be able to recall the days when one would sit in this hall here and the mind simply wouldn't be cooperating it would, there would be tiredness or exhaustion or unsettledness or feeling that one isn't getting into it those common predominant kind of mind states and when one first came here this the driving force for achievement was so strong inside of oneself that one would tend to react against oneself I should be like this, I should be at this point at this time and creating a whole wave of negative judgments about oneself and that would create in its turn more waves in the mind and perhaps possibly as time has gone by and one has kind of got familiar, become more familiar with one's mind and its peculiar idiosyncrasies. That one experiences tiredness, exhaustion, feeling unsettled, and one experiences tiredness and exhaustion and feeling unsettled. And there's been a change. And the change is that there's not this mass of reaction to it in which one tries to stamp out of oneself everything which one doesn't like. So that in that there is just uh, an awareness, uh, a recognition of what is occurring and one in that one isn't losing one's balance of mind. So the skillfulness factor when we're looking at ourselves and going from more unskillfulness to skillfulness is not so much in a perfectly calm, clear, beautiful mind. The skillfulness element is in when we are there in touch with our mind and there's not so much that the intensity of degree of reaction to it. This is what's occurring right now. Okay. With the reductions of reactions of mind, <coughs> mind, by its nature, must find its balance. It will find its own balance. It will settle into itself. It will feel comfortable with it, the body. And with that, and you and I have nothing to do with this process, by the way, 
In fact, the more that we can keep out of it, the better it would be for all of us. The, the more that there is just the settling in, and the less the ego trying to manipulate it along the way. And the ego is the reaction to it. I must be like this, or whatever. The more that there is just the settling in, mind with itself, mind with the body, when that is occurring, that settling in, as that settling in takes place, the mind comes to a, to a deepening degree of receptivity. Organically, naturally, and it can't go any other way but that. That's the way of meditation. And it's not that along the way of meditation and deepening meditation that by deepening and by becoming more receptive therefore in coming out of meditation you and I are all going to go home and say well life is going to be a breeze from now on because one's gained a little depth in, in meditation but certainly with gaining a greater depth of meditation therefore gaining therefore an inward retreat retreat using it in its very positive sense in gaining a little bit more inward retreat the things of the world your life your activities in life what you are doing what I am doing who we are with where we are living etc etc will not be so large in one's consciousness understand when you and I are so close to everything it's like having the palm of our hand in front of our face and we feel there's no space in our life there's no expansiveness in, the, in one's life there's so much to do so we create our first retreat by moving away from the situation with a bit more distance and the inward journey is not that it so makes all these problems nice and easy and we become incredibly skillful people but in the inward journey the size of those things in life not so big ah yes there's this in life but there's this too and what this too is comes in the depth of receptivity and when things are a little bit more distant a little bit more space Ah, yes, yes, can see the lines of the hand, the form, the shape, what's happening, see clearly, respond to it. Hell of a job to see when we're like that. So in our time in our days here, which is here, here together, in a very hopefully useful and beneficial situation for each one of us much a retreat for ourselves up here as it is for you our practice to sit here we're doing our, our practice seriously and conscientiously and with, with as much devotion as anybody else 
And through that, we develop an inner receptivity, a mutual receptivity, and that can't be dull, can it? <laughs> All right. So, that's the... And the time and the days we, that we are here, really working and developing our, our meditation. When we're faced with our unskillfulness in life, whether here or elsewhere, stopping to look at that, to be really aware of it. The world cannot accommodate much more unskillfulness in living. It's getting pretty well near, near peak. When we're faced with our own unskillfulness, we're working and working with, with that. And when we're uh, developing skillfulness, not using it to build our ego up, but more to keep the ego out of the way and just developing the practice quietly, devotedly, conscientiously. Let me speak a little bit about timetabling method, techniques, all of which many of you that I know here are already uh, familiar with. We begin first period of the retreat together, we begin working and using the breathing, making the breathing the primary object. Bringing the mind's attention back, experiencing the, 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 the whole of the breathing so that that becomes a full and conscious experience. It's not that the breath itself is particularly marvellous and magical uh, in any way. It's simply a convenient object to focus upon and also it's perhaps with each breath a reminder to each one of us that life is a present moment-to-moment actuality and conditions are mutually supportive and that means that the breath supports, sustains life. Indispensable to a human being's existence. And therefore our learning and our practicing to, to be in touch with this simple element to keep the, the contact and, the, and therefore a grounding taking place through the breathing from one moment to the next. Mind won't cooperate. It will go on its dance as it has done, is doing, and will do. That's the reality. However, we do have a little bit of say in it and the meditation retreat is to increase that say. <laughs> and what that means basically is when the mind is off wherever, whenever, however, whatever, wherever. We simply recognize it, we quietly and patiently for the umpteenth time, politely bring it back, <laughs> ask it to be with the breathing, encourage it, in any way be nice to the mind, it won't cooperate if you get rebellious with it. You've got to treat it very carefully, it's a very temperamental uh, <laughs> thing. <laughs> but, 
So one's bringing one's attention back purposefully and deliberately and skillfully till a little bit more harmonization takes place. Knowing full well that you do one sitting and what occurs in one sitting is going to be give no assurances or guarantees in any way of what the next sitting may be. So part of one's adjustment and awareness of course is that in one sitting all hell breaks loose and in the next sitting sitting all heaven breaks loose and one learns to live one's life comfortably with heaven and hell. So the work and tomorrow we'll speak much more in more detail about working with the breathing, making the breathing primary uh, object of our attention, settling into that and then into walking meditation too. Same principle for us as human beings. We're working and we're developing a spiritual life, which means belonging to that tradition which dates back from whenever a man and a woman walking on the face of this earth stopped and just wondered for a moment. Just stopped and just wondered for a moment what it is to be. And human beings who have wondered and who have, have stopped from one generation to the next, that generation is this generation in the present. Of what it is to be, to walk on the face of the earth, to take mindful, short, mindful steps and, and to be in touch with that. To breathe. And whenever there is a wonder, and the observation and looking and interest which comes out of it, this is called the spiritual tradition. So the walking, slow, mindful walking, indoors, in the meditation hall, in the corridor, in your room, out of doors, wherever you sense and feel is appropriate for yourself, for ourselves. And we just balance the day going from sitting to walking, sitting to walking and establishing a, a rhythm in that, in this short time and space that you and I exist here together. From tomorrow morning, well, first show will go 5.30 tomorrow morning and then it, that first hour of the day is an exercise period, time to Get the energy flowing a little bit, whatever in whatever way is appropriate for you. Tai Chi, yoga, dance, jogging, going, moving, bending, or stretching, or whatever. And then at 6.30 there is the first group sitting, and each morning we play a piece of music and organize the sound equipment here, and that period of the first but the music is one for total listening. Really, truly, truly listening. And music has as much to say to us as the birds, the bees and the dog talk. Just listening and tuning in being, being in touch with. 
and then they're followed by three breath meditation, returning to the breath, and the day gets underway. We meet with you regularly during the retreat, so please check on the time we meet with you on the, on the notice board and those periods, as with everything else, is one in which we are participating, partaking in a retreat together. The only reason that we skip two steps up, it's fairly obvious, helps our voice to carry to those people who are sitting further towards the back. But the whole operation, the whole situation here is very much a cooperative adventure in which we work and are all, all here together and one in which it's human beings being together. No hierarchy, no function, no person any more important than anybody else. We won't have anything to do with that. It's, it's uh, outmoded way of human relationship. But it's just you and I sharing, giving together, communicating together, communicating with ourselves, and thereby providing what some of us consider um, very helpful and useful conditions for human consciousness. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.